Welcome to Catholic Stuff You Should Know, a J10 initiative. Hey, welcome back to the podcast. This is Father Nathan with Father Michael and Father Michael. So we have back from Rome, fresh off his... uh... Yo, yo, back on the podcast. That's right, you're back. Some sort of technical difficulty. Well, I'm like looking at it, it's like already started all weird, but whatever. Well, we'll see how it goes. Um, anyways, Father Mike's back from Rome and Jerusalem and Africa. Oh, wow. It's true. A lot of, a, a lot of travels, a lot of pilgrimage. Yep. Floating around. So he's home for the summer, so you're going to get a little dose of uh, Father Mikey rap. And then also with him sharing the microphone um, is, as you heard last time, uh, affectionately known as Flolo, Father Michael O'Loughlin. Yes. We'll so. be flipping the mic back and forth, so be patient. That's right. So don't... I, I'll try not to, like, burst into questioning like and asking you before you have time to flip the mic. So, um, But we thought, you know, since we have them both here, we might as well just get the full dose of um, all the power. So just to be clear, we've mentioned this on the podcast before, but there are those that do not believe that Father Mike Rapp ever was part of this podcast. So, I mean, do you have anything to say to the haters out there? Well, no, that's all right. I think the show got a lot better <laughs> after I after I was done. But I met a guy in Rome, and I've, I've told you, but this is for the audience. Uh, I met a guy at a bar in Rome, an Australian priest, who, uh, when he found out that I was from Denver, he says, oh, I listened to this show. Have you ever heard of Catholic stuff you should know? Mm -hmm. And uh, I was pretty excited. I said, yes, I have heard of that. In fact, I used to be on that show at the very beginning. And the guy told me, no, no, I've listened to everything. And I'm pretty sure you were not on the show. Ouch. So I don't know what happened. I, I Maybe the voice changed with a lot of pause. We actually or... deleted all those episodes. Oh. <laughs> no. Uh, well, well. What was your favorite episode from way back in the day? Oh, favorite episode. I like the Pillar Saints. Oh, Do yeah. You remember the Pillar Saints? Stylites? Stylites, yeah. Those are yeah. people. Yeah? Yeah. See, see he, just, he just he made a comment without the microphone in front Sorry. of him. Sorry. Those are my people. Be a complex. Yeah. Those are the Easterners? Yeah, the, the ascetics who would sit on top of the pillars and would just eat whatever was given to them. They would rarely if ever come down and they just were weathered because they had no roof and yeah they live on a pillar although there are some saints also who lived in fruit trees too oh, those so are known the food as, all around them those are known as the bonobos the fruity ones um is it true that people would um would collect the droppings of the people from the stylites and uh venerate them as relics oh, god i hope not okay maybe that's just that's just an old wife's tale that's an old catholic wives tale Everyone's just puking in their underwear right now. So, all right. So, we're going to get to the topic today. Um, so, all right. So, this is kind of the backstory. We, at our parish, we just installed these huge projector screens, which are supposed to help people see the lyrics to the songs um, that they're singing. And uh, hopefully, not only will they see the lyrics, projected but their voices will actually project better that's the hope hippies according yeah according to our music director they're already singing better given the projector screens okay but then last week i made the announcement of um for generations we didn't have these things people saying fine with technology perhaps it'll make an increase of you know like help with this 
However, uh, according to Balthazar, technology has never made a single contribution to prayer. Okay, It doesn't mean that it can't help prayer, but technology of itself cannot pray. A computer cannot pray. Only a person, only a human person can pray. Um, that being said, we have been projecting the Gloria and the Creed, um, and this is for a separate podcast on why I think that's you know not a good idea. But I kind of told them, I was like, look, you know the, the Creed and you know the Gloria. The changes came three years ago. I think you'll be able to muddle through. If you accidentally say, um, you know, something other than consubstantial, don't like feel like you got one strike against you and, you know, like God is upset. But, you know, the creed and the Gloria are things to be prayed, not just things to be recited without devotion, without kind of acknowledgement. Um, and if you're praying from your heart, then that's the thing that matters, not just getting all the words right. Okay? Right. All right. All right, so that is kind of the the precursor to something that I found rather interesting, which is um, in the confessional, there is this terrible moment, even more frightening than mentioning all of the sins that you've committed, even more like intimate than like sharing the most intimate part of yourself, which is when the priest says, okay, now make your act of contrition. And there's this look of horror on their face, which is like, oh my God. I have absolutely no idea what it is, you know, and I've heard everything from bless us, O Lord, to um, <laughs> our Father, or, you know, something. that They just want to say something, okay? So, uh, any experiences with the act of contrition? I mean, you can even say as a penitent. Yeah, I think what came to mind was that I get just as scared as anybody else, and I kind of panic because it's like, I'm supposed to know this prayer. You yeah. Know, this is a really important part. I want to... I want to get it right. And I've been I've been confessing for I'm what 32 now, so I've been confessing since 7 years old. Yep. And um I still kind of uh panic. I don't know that I choke exactly. Um I'll say just a little one if I don't if I don't remember the one I right. learned. Sister Sheila taught us the act of contrition in 6th grade and uh I usually use that one that we memorized, but uh oh yeah, it's a it's a scary moment. Can you say it right now? Go. Uh, oh, oh my God, I am sorry for my sins with all my heart. In choosing to do wrong and failing to do good, I have sinned against you whom I should and do love above all things. I firmly intend with your help to do penance, to sin no more, and to avoid anything that leads me to sin. And then there's a second part that I always forget. Our Savior Je- Jesus Christ suffered and I for his in his name. My God, have mercy. Amen. Okay, yes. normally that's prayed at about uh, two and a half times that clip, okay? So it's usually like, oh my God, I'm heartily sorry for having to defend anything. It's like, okay... All right, this is your act of contrition. You know, like, let's, it's not just oh, yeah. about getting all the words right, you know? So I looked it up, all right? Pledge of allegiance. How many words? We know that by heart. I pledge allegiance to the flag. 31. 31. Okay, 31 words, right? Pretty short. Um, act of contrition? 20. Around 60, 65, oh. 70. Nicene Creed? I mean, if we say the Roman one, I mean, theirs is a uh, what two two there's words weak. <laughs> <laughs> Little so like theirs doesn't have uh, what the creed and of the sun and of the sun, yeah, and God from God filioque, Wait, yeah. How many words? That one's around like sixty-eight. Okay, sixty-eight words, depending on if you're praying the Apostles' Creed or the Nicene Creed. Okay, how many words 
are in, this is like those, the bean jar, you know, can you guess how many beans are in this jar? How many words are in the song American Pie by Don McLean, which I would guess most people know most, if not all the words to that. 150. 150? 300. 800, over 800 words. 800 words in Don McLean's uh, American Pie, which interestingly enough, our family, this is, this is predating YouTube or whatever, but we would have been a YouTube sensation uh, when my younger, younger brother, William, was about three or four years old. We taught him all of the words to American Pie, and he could say all of them at you know three or four years old. It was hilarious. And you're never nervous when singing that. Yeah. Put on the spot even. It just flows out of you. Yeah, yeah it's a good story. Okay. So act of contrition. People are like, oh my gosh, how am I ever going to remember this? Not as many words as Don McLean's American Pie. Uh, about the same number of words as the Creed of the Gloria. So I think you can get through it, right? So what exactly are we looking for in the act of contrition? What would you say? Michael. I mean, Father Michael. Well, okay. The, the flow substance low, of it? Rap. Flow low. Flow low up. Uh, the what are you substance lo- of it? Okay, so that was the other question. What, what do you pray in the Eastern Church? The, the Jesus prayer. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Really? Yes. Oh, that's great. That that's the I'm most ancient one. The, we we have a more Latinized one that we've kind of copied from you guys that are in many of our books. But yeah, the Jesus prayer is is the simple one, calling upon our Lord for forgiveness, and it it implies sincerity and contrition. Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Twelve words. So you're acknowledging the sin. But you know what? It was funny because when, when you when you were talking about being put on the spot, you said they say, oh, my gosh, that's actually a good way to remember the Roman one, right? Because it begins, oh, my God, you can actually, I am heartily sorry. Oh, yeah. See, that's, that's how to remember the first words. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. So I'm they pray, sorry. that that was the other one. I mean, you kind of stole my thunder. I should have asked you at the very end. Dang it. <laughs> um, but like uh, the prayer that, that he's referencing, the Jesus prayer, which again, since Flolo is going to be on the podcast a little bit more. Um, we will uh, we'll get into the Jesus prayer, but that comes from Luke eighteen thirteen, um, which if I mean you probably heard the story before, but the story of the tax collector and the publican, and the tax collector kind of goes on and on about, or the the publican goes on and on about how important he is, and or, or no, that's the same Pharisee. Yeah. The Pharisee, the publican is the tax collector. The Pharisee is the one that goes on and on about how important he is and how great it is that he's not like other people, and he kind of makes a prayer. But then the, the publican, the tax collector, standing afar off, would not even look up to heaven, but was beating his breast and saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. Um, and so, like, that is an option for the act of contrition. And the way the way some of the translations run it is, Lord, uh, be merciful to me, a sinner. And now we say, Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, you know, kind of saying that this is this is one and the same, you know, the Lord that this guy's praying to, but also who 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 it is, who is the Lord, the one who has been revealed as the Lord, Jesus Christ, Son of God, namely the person who can forgive sins because he's God and he's. Uh, reigning forever, sitting at the right hand of God to intercede for sinners. Lord Jesus, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. The other one that we pray is much longer and has kind of like these multi-tiered kind of thing. Um, what exactly? What exactly are we looking for when somebody prays that? Is it just that they get all the words right? If you don't get all the words right, you're not going to be forgiven. Get out of here. Things like the questions at a wedding. So, like, you need to make sure that you're there for the right reasons. You're not being forced. In other words, that's the problem with memorized prayer, of course, is that 
like you said, you, you say it at a, an absolute clip. Do you really know what you're saying? You know, the, yep. you have to you have to show forth sacramentally. So with words, your words show what's going on in your head. I'm going to manifest contrition and sincerity and a desire to be here to receive the grace of the sacrament. And I'm going to do it through the prayer. The fact that we've ritualized that through a certain prayer is good up to a certain point. Yeah. But honestly, when, when people come to me and say, if I'm doing Roman confession and they say, you know, I'm just going to speak from the heart. I'm like, you've been well-educated. You know, God only knows what I'm going to hear after that. But, you know, it, it's usually something good, you know, a real, an act of contrition yes. in, the, in the most real sense. Yeah. So what, Mike, rap? Well, I was just... Father? I guess... Priest? Uh, the the word uh, contrition, you know, yes, con- contrite means sorry, right? So it's an expression sorry. of being able to say, "I really am sorry." Mm-hmm. You know, people come and say, "Well, I, I messed up, and I want to get over those things, whatever." And they, you know, we confess. Sometimes we confess just to, I don't know, just so we can receive communion again, or so that we can have a clear conscience or something. And sometimes it can be you know, uh, without this sort of real sense of sorrow. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm mourning the fact that I've done wrong. I've hurt somebody. I've hurt God. Uh, but the act of contrition helps us to express that and maybe even helps us to, uh, recognize that and come to know that, to be able to say, um, these things hurt people and, um, I, I don't want to do them anymore. I'm sorry for it. I'm sorry that I have hurt, uh, that I have sinned. And then I think there's, in, in that prayer as well, just a, a recognition that we rely on God mm-hmm. in order to change and in order to make up for the, the, the things that we've done wrong and um, to kind of beg His grace. In that, have mercy on me, a sinner. You have both. I'm a sinner. I'm admitting this. Yes. I'm sorry. And then also, I trust in the grace of God and the grace of the sacrament. Yeah. Um, so you're the Bible expert. So, um, what, what is this passage from a heart contrite and humble you? Oh God, you will not spurn. That sounds like Psalm 51. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's my vote. That's my guess. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Check out that Psalm. That's a beautiful act of contrition. If you pray that Psalm. If you can memorize all of Psalm 51 (laughs) before your next confession, I will make sure that you get a very small penance. Yeah. Byzantine contribution. The priest prays Psalm 51 whenever he's doing an insensation around the church in the Byzantine, Mm -hmm. right? So right before the divine liturgy with the full insensation, Psalm 51 is being said. And I love the image of the priest incensing. And yeah. sometimes I feel like Psalm 51 is a Psalm of self-emptying of kenosis. And so you're seeing like kind of this smoke, beautifully smelling smoke. come out. It's like, here, here's me emptying myself, you know, through kenosis, praying Psalm 51. Interesting thing. When I was growing up, like I, I grew up exclusively Roman Catholic. So when the priest elevates the host, you say, you quote Thomas, right? My Lord and my God. Yeah. Is that what you say in your head? Is that what you guys were taught? Oh, I've heard that. It's a yeah. pious tradition. Okay. So that, that's what my Irish upbringing, I guess, it was taught that. So it gets raised up. Well, when I was little, my mom said, my Lord and my God, that's what you're supposed to say in your head. And that was just like a lot of big words that I didn't quite understand. So my mom says, instead of saying my Lord and my God, when you're young, you can just say, I love you, Jesus. Yeah. Which is beautiful and simple, especially for a little kid. So whenever the host is raised, I would say, I love you, Jesus. So to this day, I still say, if I'm in the, in the congregation at a Roman mass, I still say, I love you, Jesus, my Lord and my God. And those are some of the most beautiful act of contritions I've heard. It's just like 
two words like yeah. Jesus, I'm sorry, or Jesus, sorry. You know, the, sometimes you can tell those are absolutely from the heart. It's just like this, this, you know, kind of grunt or the, this, this moaning, like this, I'm sorry for my sins. I really am sorry. You know, if someone, if somebody did something to me and they came up and they just said, you know, Father Michael, I'm sorry. You can hear that in the voice. And I mean, that, that, that there's a certain contrition there that I think has been ritualized in the church. And that's a beautiful thing, but yeah, we need to make sure it's from the heart. And if we're speeding through it, I agree, Father Nathan. That can be. There you go. Good. Well, yeah. Thanks for agreeing. Can I ask you a question about what? Can I ask you a question about a practice of contrition I've seen? Yeah. So um, both with um, with the Hispanics and in Italy, the Italians, uh, both of these cultures, when making a confession, will say an almost silent act of contrition, hmm. while the priest prays prayer of absolution over them simultaneously so there's this kind of overlap which on the one hand i'm kind of thinking well it doesn't give you the chance to really express that prayer and to pray it yourself Mm -hmm. and i like that about the way we do it you you finish your prayer and then the priest prays the absolution and uh but i did like in experiencing that i did like this feel that kind of god's grace covers this uh, experience of contrition, of sorrow, yeah. of guilt. And uh, so it's almost like, you know, while you come, it's like that scene in uh, with the prodigal son and mm-hmm. the father. While he's on his way, the father comes running, yeah. you know? Yeah. And I just feel like that that overlap has that, that something of that effect. You know, I'm trying to express contrition, but I don't have to get it perfectly right and you know, com- complete before God is going to forgive. Right. So it's a different, I mean, it's just a different style. And, uh, but I, I was wondering what you, what you think about that? Oh, well, um, yeah, there is that awkward moment. I've, you know, I haven't heard terribly many, um, Hispanic confessions. Um, but there was that moment where they were kind of like, okay, do you start or do I? And I was like, no, you, you go. Yeah, right. And yeah. then they were kind of looking at me like, uh, so, um, well, I think, I think the call and response, you know, that it's a dialogue, you know, like confession kind of breaks mm-hmm. everything down into, uh, the matter of confession is one's sins, but you're not even bringing those sins into there. It's not like you're sinning while you're in confession, at least we hope not. Um, but those things have already been done. So the echo of it is actually saying, um, Having done these things and have having the reverberation of that effect out into the world, now I'm going to speak the kind of, I don't know, the remains of my sins um, into this forum saying that I have done these things and them having been retro retroactively done um, or, you know, like done before, um, now all of a sudden, like I'm speaking something new about them. And so God is able not just to cover like what's going to happen into the future um, that you're forgiven from this point, but somehow God is forgiving those actions from the past. So it is kind of nice. It's like the waves, you know, like they come in and then they crash, but then as they go out, they're taking something of the the mm. beach with them, you know, and like people can even be swept out into them. Um, so I mean, I personally, I personally like seeing on the person. Um, are you, do you acknowledge what you have done and, and are you sorry for it? You know, like, 
I, I've seen kids, you know, it's like parents are just like, you better say you're sorry. And so then they go over and they're like, I'm sorry. And then they like yeah, smack right. the toy out of the other person's hands. Or like there's a there's an event where uh, a child really does feel guilty and goes to the person and says, I'm sorry. Or even I'm sorry, mama. Um, and there, there there's this beautiful uh, resolve from that. Um, and sometimes in the confessional, I'm just sort of waiting, just saying, like, I see that you've sinned. Are you sorry that you have sinned? You know, mm. like, and John and I have mentioned this on the podcast before, where it's like the confession just becomes, uh, instead of like an actual confession of sins, just a retelling of what they've done, kind of like with, you know, um, you know, some kind of acknowledgement, but there's no contrition. Mm. It's like, dude, dude, it was crazy the other day. I was like, I was like in this bar and they were serving triples and there was these girls and I was like, come on, like, how am I supposed <laughs> oh, to no. say no? And father, come on, please, like this happened. And I'm like, you're not sorry. Yeah, that's not contrition. You're not sorry at all. And like, I still think you're you're reveling in your sin. But then there are sometimes where people kind of, they just, they're so nervous, they describe all of their sins, they go through the whole list and then they get to the end. I, I give my counsel, which tends to be longer, just like these podcasts, than it should be. Um, and then I'm like, make your acting contrition, contrition. That's where I'm really like, that was powerful. Like, that's the reason why. Not just because you said your sins, but because you're sorry for your sins. I love that. Yeah. Well, I think it's good to, uh, it can be helpful to pray for contrition as well. Because all of us are kind of like there. There are times when you go in and you say, "I, I am sorry for my sins, but I'm, I'm mostly just frustrated that I do this stuff, yeah. and I'm not like, I don't feel like I'm weeping over my, over my sins." But I think in that, in that time, it can help to to pray to the Holy Spirit for yeah. the gift of repentance, the gift of sorrow, to be able to really kind of experience that and to pray that from the heart, you know. There's also something I think about the words themselves. So in the in the act of contrition. You know, it's it's like in both in the Byzantine and the Roman Catholic churches, when the priest is consecrating the Eucharist, he's in persona Christi. Take, eat, this is my body. And he, he's speaking in place of Christ and, yeah. and in Christ and he's doing that. The same thing happens. I know there's a slight difference between the Eastern and Western absolutions. So when the priest in the Roman Catholic church, he he's in persona Christi again. I forgive and absolve you of all of your sins. Mm-hmm. In the Eastern church, we've kind of combined that because the, the ancient tradition is that the priest just says, God forgives you. But to make sure that it's a valid sacrament, we've added, and I forgive you. Mm-hmm. And so the the priest will, will say, and and I, a priest, although unworthy, by his power given me, forgive and absolve you. We're kind of insecure about the fact that the, the priest is, is in person yeah. of Christy at that moment. So but when the person says the act of contrition, they're talking directly to God. Yeah. And, and I say this all the time. It's very important. You know, we, we get we get flack all the time from other Christians who say, why do I need to confess to the priest? Well, there's a deeper ecclesiology, mystagogy here. Of course, the priest represents himself. He represents Christ. He represents the church. But but there's there's a certain sense where I tell them, you know, if this is the first time you're saying sorry for your sins this is when you're sitting here with me, you know, I hope you've already confessed your sins to God. Like you, you need to do this with a personal relationship. But there's a, a Byzantine tradition too, where the person in confession confesses their sins first person. So you have an icon in front of you. Yes. So you're looking at icon of Christ right. and you actually confess your sins to Christ, to you, O Lord. And so in a sense, hopefully that's a repeat of what you've already done, but it's a little more sacramental because you're saying it in the context of the sacrament of confession. But whether you're saying the, Lord, the Jesus prayer, Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy, my sinner, or the Roman act of contrition, the person at that moment is speaking directly to Christ. 
Now, when the priest is doing absolution in the Western tradition, he's speaking to the person in the person of Christ. So the conversation would be a little bit odd if the person is talking to God at the same time the priest is talking to them in the person of Christ. So I just wonder if th- there is that kind of that intimacy of conversation that you can have in prayer. I'm talking to God the exact same time he's talking to me and we're, we're addressing each other kind of at the same moment. That's only possible with God because we don't need to, we can talk and listen at the same time in prayer. Um, but but there's something in the Eastern tradition where the priest is is saying, God forgives you, or I think would make it even more awkward. Like the person is talking to God and the, and the priest is just saying, oh, and by the way, I'm Father Michael right now telling you that God forgives you while they're talking to him. So if you see it, as a true conversation, hmm. I don't think it's wrong either way, but there's a way of making sure that the words we're saying, when when we're speaking, we know who we're speaking to. This is a big problem in the Byzantine tradition, honestly, hmm. where where the litany, the litanies in the divine liturgy, sometimes you're speaking, the priest is speaking to the people and sometimes he's speaking to God. And I find myself like, I don't distinguish in my mind which one I'm doing. Like, and if I say in peace, let us pray to the Lord, I'm speaking to the people. I'm telling them like, Let's have peace with each other and let us pray to the Lord together. When I when I address God, then in the doxologies at the end of the litanies, I'm talking specifically to Christ. And I need to make sure that my mind acknowledges which one of those is happening. Mm-hmm. So we need to make sure that the act of contrition, then we know that we're speaking in both traditions. We're speaking directly to God. And then when we're hearing the priest's words, is he speaking for himself and, and referencing what God is doing? Or is he speaking in Christ and therefore, we need to be listening to the words of the priest and the ritual like it's Christ talking to me. That might define how the, the ritual at the end of confession goes. Yeah. Well, and I mean, ultimately, part of the reason why I wanted to do this this podcast was just to say, okay, you've you've done the hard work, you know, coming in with your sins and, you know, laying yourself vulnerable and, and opening yourself up to the mercy of God. The act of contrition is a sign of your desire to to amend your life, but also to um, to show, like, I really am sorry for the things that I've done. Memorizing the words helps, because then once you know the words, you're no longer focused on, am I getting the words right, but rather you're speaking the words to another. You know, that's why a lot of people like to memorize their vows. Instead of just repeating after me, you know, say, you know, I take you to be my wife, for, for them to memorize it allows this person to communicate to this other this comes from my heart, and the words that I'm saying are a medium through which I'm conveying to you the reality of my existence. And so, memorizing them help. So, if you can begin memorizing one of them, you know, do do the full meal deal, because, and I'm going to do a podcast later on why the Roman act of contrition has within it the three elements that are necessary in every confession, namely contrition, Contrition, confession, and satisfaction. Um, and so it, it kind of has all of those in one prayer. But I think summarized beautifully in, in that is the Jesus prayer that is a legitimate option for you to pray. So if you don't want to do the full meal deal, wait until Lent later this year to, to memorize the full act of contrition. Just memorize, you know, it's 12 words. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. And that will say everything. But then once you've memorized it, try, try to work on the heart. I'm actually excited to hear your one on the Roman one. I never, I never knew that. There were yes. three parts. Yes. Amen. Yes. Can't wait. I was going to do it today, but then uh, Thomas, I was reading Thomas on it, St. Thomas, and I was like, ooh, this is a little bit longer than I expected, so I'll have to do a little more research. That's it. Yeah. All right. I can try it.
Be contrite. Be contrite. All right. Thank you, Sister Sheila. That's right. Uh, probably. Oh gosh, I don't even. I don't even think I learned the act of contrition until I was like twenty-five. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I, I mean, whenever they would just say something, I would just make up a prayer. Which a is lot probably of times, really good. a lot of times, we, you have the little card in the confessional, right? And that helps a lot of people because then you, the pressure's off, you know. Yeah, and I'm, I just laugh, you know, because they get all nervous and everything, and I just start, I just start the, you know, like I'm like, oh my god, you know, yeah. uh, and then if they, you know, falter and everything, I'm like, you fool! No, I'm just kidding. What have you done? There was a priest in Fargo that would, he would do the, he would do the, he would give his exhortation. It was usually. He's a, he was this Irish priest, Father Hughes, who's since passed away, so um, pray for his soul. Um, but uh, Father Hughes would say, uh, That was a good confession. Now say one Hail Mary and make a good act of contrition. Oh, my God. And he would just yell it, which is usually a marker for the next person. Like, oh, great. It's time to go. So, um, All right. Well, um, any shout-outs? Oh, you, oh, do you have any shout-outs since last time? I. Uh, no. Okay, you're gonna wait on yours. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll throw them in there later. Uh, yeah, nothing I thought of. So oh, come shout on. out to everybody! I love you all. All the parishioners of Holy Protection Church, my parish. Yeah, Holy Protection Parish, Denver, Colorado. I love you all, and I'm praying for you. <laughs> and yes, all right. Greetings from wait, 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 Podcast wait, wait, wait. Land. Oh, okay. Yeah, at least to recognize my confessor, Father John McGinn. Who, when we were in high school, he was the—he's the grumpy priest who was pretty hard in confession. Mm-hmm. So there would always be a long line, but nobody was going in to Father John McGinn's. So you could just show up, get in there, uh, take the—I don't know—he was—he he was pretty hard on the on the, the penitent, but uh, that was all right. I, you know, I'm sorry, so uh, take it. But um, I am really grateful for all the forgiveness that I received from him. So. Yeah. He's since died, but it's a shout-out. That's right. Mine's probably to Father Bob Becker, who's uh, still living, but he heard my first confession when I said I had never sinned. All right. You know what? Shout-out to all those who have been turned away from the church because of a bad confession. Like, <laughs> come back. You, you, yeah. the, the sheets will be in the confessional. It'll say on the top, bless me, Father, for I have sinned. So you know how to start in whatever thing. I know a lot of people have been absolutely turned away from the faith yeah. because of a bad confession. Maybe because the priest yelled at them because they didn't know the act of contrition. So come back, give it a second chance. Go to a priest who smiles. That's right. Again, holy protection of the Mother of God <laughs> Byzantine Church located on Louisiana. And uh, what? I smile too much. Arizona and Elizabeth. Arizona and Elizabeth. Denver, Colorado. All right, folks. Catholic Stuff Podcast at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook. We'll see you next week. Peace.